Welcome back to episode 115 of the Listen I think this is 16. Podcast. Yeah, 16. 116. You're right. We can't even keep up with ourselves. Woo, sheesh. I mean, it's, it's once a week, so. Sheesh. Yeah, uh, 116, April 12th. Uh, Jake, we had a lot of new music come out last week. Many people are saying, Jake, not me, but many people yeah. are saying it was too much new music. Well, those people might be right because um, we've talked a lot this year about how um, for various circumstances and reasons in life, it has been maybe a little harder to keep up with music as quickly as always or as we have in past years. I personally, of the albums we have highlighted for this this week, I've only listened to two of them. I feel bad about that. I feel like this is a little bit, I'm coming to you with some, it's a little repentance. Here's the thing, Jake. That is totally fine. I think taking... This approach to listening to music is a lot healthier. It yeah. allows you to enjoy things a little bit more. If you didn't get around to listening to the new Cardi B album right away, that's fine. I listen to the singles. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's totally fine. Should we dive in with the albums I've not listened to? Just yeah, let's, to get let's, those do, started. let's do that. Yeah, so, so that's, I, that's, I just mentioned Cardi B. Uh, Bodak Yellow was maybe the song of 2017 and last like, year. It and, was huge. And that's, that's a case in point for like why... You can be as into music as you or, or me, or in this case me, and just be told like still be pretty out of the fucking. <laughs> I know because I, know. I didn't listen to that song until this week. Really, that's the first time I like actually went out of my way to put. It I on. did have to go out of my way to listen to it, but it it was last year. I was like, okay, everyone's talking about this Bodak Yellow song. I was like, I need to check this out. Yeah, and it's actually a good song. Yeah, Jake. these these is bloody shoes. It's a cool song. I, I enjoyed it, and I listened also to what is the other single, the one about putting the pussy on Offset. <laughs> I forget what that one's called. Whatever that one is, <laughs> That's a good I listened to those, and I was like, okay, I can dig this. Yeah. And I wasn't totally feeling like I wanted a whole album of it right Here's then. Here's the thing about Invasion of Privacy. I went into it being like, all right, I feel obligated to listen to it because it's like a cultural touchstone right now. It was way better than I expected it to be. I will listen to this I album. was like, I will. oh, I enjoyed like all of that basically. Like chances on there. There's great guest spots on here. Migos. Even I don't even love Migos, but like whatever. No, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I love Migos. But like Chance either. was on there. There's a lot of good guests, and Cardi B I think is a really good rapper. So overall, and again, I only listened once to this. The singles are great. Overall, I think this album was better than it even needed to be because. She could have just as easily been like, all right, I have like these two or three great singles and I'm going to put like a little bit of filler around it and this album's still going to sell. People are still going to listen and I'm still going to like have this moment. She's like, nah, I'm going to like put out a good album. The little bit of reading and like sort of re reading into Cardi B that I did this week, she is kind of a fascinating person. Oh my me. God, yeah. The idea that, so she was what, a stripper? Yeah. And made her way sort of... Through what features and stuff like that of just like getting notified, like even getting sure. notoriety. Like my, she was on hip hop with that, like Atlanta. She was on one of those like yeah. um, uh, reality shows, like right. MTV, okay, type, okay. VH1 shows, I right. think. And the, the the fact that like her her path to now putting out like this by some accounts great album, uh, it, it's like it's un as unclear to me. Her path is as unfamiliar to me, yeah, as any path to stardom or right. like musical success has ever been. Like if if the stereotype is like the story of someone like uh, Johnny Cash or like yeah. or like Miles Davis or John Coltrane or the Beatles, and it's like how they rose to fame. 
and it, you know the major touch like there's right. the, like the fucking Dewey Cox story is a parody of all right. that and how right. music movies have all the same beats right this one is like she that's the most interesting thing to me about Cardi B having not listened to this album yet is I'm like I just don't understand what circuitous path she took to get here well I think that's the interesting and cool thing about her and right. why so many people are like oh hell yeah this is awesome it's I don't mean in a bad way no no yeah and I think it goes to show, Jake, like, you don't have to have the perfect setup like the Beatles of, oh, we came to America and we conquered, we went on, you know, Carson and all right. these other things. Like, no, you can do it in this kind of zigzaggy switchback way, which is really, really cool. So And, like, maybe not even totally start as a musician. Yeah, exactly. It's really interesting Exactly. So I, for all those reasons, I'm in on this, like... I'm not necessarily going to go back and listen all the time. It's not going to be one of my favorite albums of the year, but I can respect the hell out of it. I'm like, yeah, this is this is cool. This nice. is really cool. So Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. Um, Jake, the other couple albums that had come out that I don't think you got a chance to listen to, one of them was uh, Sister Cities by The Wonder Years. Yeah. So this is a pop punk band out of, I think they're out of Philly, like basically every other pop punk band ever. Might be, might be. Uh, anyways, Sister Cities came out. Uh, I haven't spent a ton of time listening to the Wonder Years. The only one I've uh, album I've listened to other than this one was the Greatest Generation. Uh, big hat tip to friend of the pod Kevin for turning me on to that. It's a great, great album. I really like this. This is really good. I think there's there's less of a focus on hooks on this album, but the songwriting's still really good. It, it, the thing is, I think the songwriting's actually better because they're not just relying on hooks. There's like, the song structures are a little bit more complex. They're a little bit more nuanced and layered. And I've only listened to this, I think, two or three times so far. And I do need to listen more. But like, I think there's a depth there to this album that I it will be explored and understood better once I've listened. couple of highlights is uh, Raining in Kyoto. Or Rain in Kyoto. That's the ones Raining in Kyoto. That's Raining the one song I have heard. That's a good song. That's the opening track. Pyramids of Salt is great. The single Sister Cities is great. The final track, The Ocean uh, Grew Hands to Hold Me, is really good. It's a solid-ass album. Like, if you like that pop-punk bleeding over into the emo genre, I highly recommend uh, listening to Sister Cities. It's definitely not going to be for everybody. You kind of have to be predisposed to liking that genre to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I've enjoyed it. I'm going to keep going back to it. I've really liked it. Um, and then, Jake, the other one was this new Kississippi album. Sunset Blush. So I, I don't even really know that much about Kississippi. All, all I know is that this has gotten some buzz from uh, The Alternative and uh, mostly them. Mostly The Alternative. A little bit from Stereo Gum, a little bit from some of the other writers that we follow on Twitter. But uh, I decided to check this out. Um, hot, hot, hot take for you, Jake. Yeah. This might be be my favorite album that I heard last week. Wow, okay. Even more so than Hop Along? Like, by a little bit? Really? Maybe? Yeah, like, this is a good album. I I was surprised. I, I was driving to Newberry Comics last week for their 40% off uh, sale. Yeah. Big shout out to them. And I was like, yeah, I'll throw this on in the car. I'll get it over with. We'll see what it's all about. And I was like, oh, this song Cut Your Teeth is really good. And yeah. I was like, huh. Like, there's some good stuff on here. I was like, ooh, this song Lash to Lash is really good. It's 10 songs. It's 32 minutes. It is in that sort of, it's not emo, it's not punk, it's not, it's that like amorphous alternative kind of just like. In the vein of someone like a Kara Kara or something like that? Uh, less experimental okay. than that. Uh, it's more just straight. You know what? 
it sort of reminds me of Waxahachie, but a little bit like okay. um, so kind of that's like a just a straight up. It's like yeah, but like a little more bite, a tiny bit more bite than okay. Waxahachie. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this Kississippi record is really good. Sunset Blush. I, I I would recommend checking it out. The melodies are solid on there. Uh, it goes quick. Yeah. Like, honestly, it, it's solid throughout. Like again, is this gonna be my favorite album of the year? No. But, but that's not the only benchmark. For no, a album. absolutely not. Like, is this good to throw on and be like, hey, there's some great rock songs on here that are maybe gonna end up in a playlist that I go back to? Yeah, absolutely, yes. So if you're looking for just a really solid easy to listen to rock album i i highly recommend this kississippi one sunset blush okay i'm gonna i'm gonna check those out at, at guarantee by next week okay. the albums i did listen to over this past week are the album sean referenced top along spark your head off dog and the latter i call the faster it runs by Y Oak. let's get this Y Oak one out of the way for a okay. second because i want to talk about hop along a little bit more okay. um i only listened to that Y Oak one once and part of that is because i was so taken by kississippi wonder years and hop along okay uh, what, felt... what are your thoughts here i it didn't it just didn't grab me first listen um first listen it didn't grab me either i have a second listen under my belt that i had today um, and it was good. Some of the highlights started to, I think, emerge a little bit. I actually liked the end of this album a good amount. I really okay. liked uh, You of All People, Join, I Know It's Real, those like last few tracks. Um, and I think that uh, th- there's sort of a cool hook on the instrument, the second track. I think that like my thing with Y Oak is um, I can appreciate them in some ways. I don't know if I'm totally, if I've ever been 100% all in on the way... I forget her name, Jen, Jen Wozner. Jen Wozner, yeah. If if I've like always totally loved her vocal style, I haven't either. And and one of the reasons why my favorite album by them is Civilian is because it feels like her vocal style suited the instrumentation and the arrangements on that album, and maybe had a little bit more variety than some of the other ones. Because that's actually what struck me when I was listening to the Louder I Call. I was like. This is, I was like, I've heard these Y Oak songs before on like every album. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, in looking through the track list, I remember I enjoyed Lifer a good amount, the, the, the fourth track. Um, I, I feel like, like, this is an album I could put on anytime and it would definitely be pleasant. Oh, sure. It would be yeah. enjoyable. There'd be songs I like. And I think this is going to be a big, like, if, if I can find one or two on here to really highlight yeah. on like the best of the year playlist, I'll throw those on. Right. They'll be in the rotation. That's going to be the way to my heart for this yeah. album. Where I'm going to be like, okay, oh, I'm enjoying these yeah. Y Oak songs. Maybe I'll go back and, and give the rest of the album a spin. Is that the tale of the tape for this last week of releases, Jake? That it's all, it's good, not great? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't like do my homework this week. Well, and I think I think I want to transition into the Hop Along conversation yeah. because of that. So, uh, Hop Along comes out with "Bark Your Head Off, Dog." It's their third album. It's the follow up to "Painted Shut," uh, which was kind of their breakthrough in two thousand. Uh, what was it? Sixteen? Fifteen? It, it's getting to be a while back now because I listened to that twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. I listened to that album. Yeah, man. The, it, Holy it, shit! A time and place thing. I remember where I was, and it's boring to say because no one has any context. But I was at. My old building for my job in like a, I remember yeah. sitting in a spot I used to sit there listening to this record. That's yep. crazy. I, I have a distinct memory of a few different 2015 albums: uh, Julian Baker, Hop Along, yep. Tame Impala. Those were yes, all. Dude. I just I I remember being in my old apartment for all of those actually. Well, and what they did too, Sean, also is that they re-released Get Disowned, their their debut, That's right? 
which has Tibetan pop stars on it, which I think is their most popular song. Yeah. They re-released that in between the release right. of Painted Shut and Bark Your Head Off, Dog. And it got a lot of good press. It like, it got yeah. really good reviews. I think it got a Best New Music from Pitchfork. Or, or Best or New like, Reissue. Yeah, yeah, Best New Reissue. Yeah. Or, like, got like a, it got in the eights. Right. It got a lot of attention. Um, and it was it was really good. And, like, I think it was not until I started listening to that a little bit that I realized, like, oh, this Hopalong band is putting together, like, <laughs> right. a nice little run. We also saw them in Portsmouth. They put on a great show. They did put on a good show. And, and uh, I remember being taken very much by them. This album, I am really enjoying. I, I, I think that... It's one that I need some time with. I feel like I need some time yeah, and so space with it. Today was actually probably my best listen to it. Okay. And, and I got to be honest, I was listening on Friday and then like throughout this week and I was like... Wasn't clicking. I was like, you know, I like a lot of these songs. I was like, How Simple's great. I was like, Not Able's great. Prior Things is great. Then other than that, I'm like, some of these songs are just meandering through, and they're relying on Francis Quinlan's voice to kind of make them interesting. Yeah, that was kind of my take for a bit, and then today I was like, okay, like there's actually some better stuff happening here, more interesting stuff. But I'm still kind of like, I don't know if these songs are as accessible or as tight as Painted Shut songs were. I have a theory for you, and it is not proven out by experience, and yeah. we'll see how I feel about it in two weeks. We'll have to test it. I think. This will be a big time grower album. I think it will too. Because I think what Hopalong seems to be doing with this record is exploring, like you said, less accessible, less immediate, but more um, meandering, ex- sort of experimental song structures. Like, like, dude, even even um, is it is it not able? I've been trying to remember which one has the sort of um, the da, 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 that's not da, able. Da, da, that's da, not da, able. Da, yeah, da, yeah, which yeah. you're like, okay, this is like a Joanna Newsom yep. thing. Yes, yeah, and then all of a sudden they're doing like kind of a straight ahead power yes, chord riff at yes. the end the second half of that song is amazing I like the whole thing I do man. too I think but I love when like, it like finally and it sounds like something in. it starts off with something sound, like medieval sounding does, yeah. and then it goes into yeah. like basically a straight ahead rock song I think that these are songs that will probably reveal themselves over time with experience and like it'll be one where having just heard them enough times you're like okay like subtle things are really coming across yeah I, um, I agree and that is kind of where I was at today where I was like oh okay I'm finally starting to get it on some of these other songs you know what happens to me with with every hop along album is uh, the first few listens through I I go from first three four tracks I'm like hell yeah I'm mm-hmm. all in I'm all in mm-hmm. I hit like a middle snag mm-hmm. and you know what happens is as much this is weird to admit because I love Francis Quinlan's voice. It starts to grate on me a little bit near the end. Sure. Because if, if it's too much of the, the full yeah. Yeah. gruff, like sort of the, the rasp over an album that I'm not used to yet, yep. it starts to feel a little bit like an attack. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's a microaggression. Which is, yeah. again, it's a credit to how interesting she actually is. Yeah. Because yeah. she's doing stuff that like not all singers in her position are doing. With her voice. Right. And I actually think it's awesome. But I, it takes me a while. It always yes. takes me a while. We're like, I need to be like a handful of good yeah. listens in. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah, and I think that's what I forgot about Hop Along yeah. when I went into this. That it does take a bit. Because my expectations were very, very high for this album. Especially after hearing the singles. Because, I, again, I had those in smaller doses. I was able to listen to them a lot. And I was like, yeah, these are really good. Because yeah, So go it, it's the same thing where it's like, okay... I didn't. I forgot that with Hopalong, you got to listen more to really get it. Because at this point, you look at Painted Shut and you see the knock, horseshoe crabs, waitress, 
Texas Funeral, I Saw My Twin. And, like, those songs are already, like, classics. I, know, I already, yeah, like, I've heard I those so many times. Right. I know the big drops and the right. chorus and, like... Right. But I remember in 2015 when that came out, it was like, okay, like, this is taking right. me a bit. Like, <laughs> right. I know there's something here. Yep. But if I'd be lying if I said that I get to the second to last track and I'm not like, okay, like, I'm ready for it to be done now. I'll come back yeah, later. That's I mean, a great point. That happens with a lot of great albums, It though. does. And I think this year in particular where we have allowed ourselves to spend more time with some of these albums and let them breathe. It's been interesting to look. If we go back you know, and if we look at some of the big albums of the year, our first take on some of these albums was like, yeah, it's good, but I, I don't know yet. Like Car Seat Headrest was that way. That's one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, like a lot of these were that way. Yeah, Sidney Gish was one that was like that. Um, Even Frankie Cosmos. Like I've listened to that a lot more this week and I'm like, oh, this is like maybe my favorite album of the year. And like that wasn't necessarily the case last week. And that's the interesting thing too about the way this year has been different because like I have, again, I have better takes on Eamon Dunes and Frankie mm. Cosmos this week than I would have last oh, right. week. Just because right. of the way I've been listening to music on a little bit more of a delay. But I think that's Good. It probably is good. I think it might be more of a healthy way to actually take yeah. it in. Um, I'm really, really liking that Frankie Cosmos album. I am too, man. More than I had been. I mean, yeah. I don't. I never disliked it, but I just. It's again. It's the Frankie Cosmos experience, yep. which sounds like a band she should have. <laughs> um, but, but it, it's that, that thing where you're like, okay, like there's so much here, so many little ideas, so many little riffs and 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 melodies and hooks, and mm-hmm. that you're like, I, I like. I know I went through that and I enjoyed it, but I don't really, I can't mm-hmm. quite put a finger on why yet. And then you start to fall in line with the cadences of the album. Yep. And you know, you're like, okay, so this little thing comes next. I might not yeah. even know the name yeah, of the song, but, but you're right. like, at the end of this one minute 20 song, there's this 30 second thing that I really <laughs> right, like. Right, right. And there's like, there's one that's two minutes after yes. that. And I remember like the, the yes. little parts of that. Yep, exactly. Um, exactly. Oh. Oh, I thought for a second GarageBand stopped. It didn't. It did not. It did not, listeners. Fear not. Fear not. Uh, but yeah, that, those were the new albums that came out this week. It was it was kind of a lot, and I think it probably will take another week or two to really have fully baked thoughts and opinions and feelings on all of them. But uh, Jake, I wanted to bring up this new Drake single that came out last week. It's called Nice For What, and this follows God's Plan as his second big track that he put out this year and I wanted to ask you is this the new plan for Drake is he just going to release like a big single every few months and capture everyone's attention because Drake is now this artist that everybody knows and listens to and just even if the song's maybe not like amazing it's gonna get enough listens where it just becomes popular somehow by by osmosis so is this the new plan rather than putting out a 20 track album of views where maybe there's a lot of filler he's like i'm gonna put out these great singles get everyone to love me and then like that's all i need to do i'm gonna get those streaming numbers i'm gonna get i'm gonna stay in the public consciousness i maybe this is how you release music in 2018 now maybe this is the plan um attention spans are short you know people can only handle a three minute song well and and given the way in which the release cycle sort of works now where you as an artist in any medium, whether it's like a movie, a show, um, or music, the way it sort of works is like it almost doesn't matter if it's an album or a song. Because yeah. you basically, the whole point when you're at this level is to just own the internet for That's a couple right. hours. That's right. Like if you think about when Kendrick put out Damn, it was like, okay, that ran Twitter for a weekend. Right. But 
did it run Twitter and did it dominate social media any more than just Humble did? Right. Not necessarily. No. And the Humble video and that whole release, like that was as big as the release of Damn. I feel like it makes good sense to, yeah. as an artist, to be like, you know what? Like, if I can just kill it with this song, if I can, you know, if for Drake, it's like I'll have a beat with like, I, I, I haven't even heard this song, but I know how it sounds. <laughs> I already like know uh, yeah, I like yeah. already know the lines if that makes sense. Yes. Haven't heard it once. Yes. I know like I already know yes, what you know are, the formula. I yeah, like I yeah, kind of yeah. know what's going on with this. And like yeah man, it makes sense to do that because what it was everywhere man. Like we were, right. on podcasts I was listening to this week people were referencing the new Drake song. Right, right. And like did that happen with views? Like yeah, sure, it got a lot right. of attention, but it, but Views is less famous than Hotline Bling, which is at the end of Views. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It does so make sense. Maybe what happens here is Drake's like, all right, I'm going to drip out all of these singles over the course of like a year. And then I'm just going to take all of those singles and release them in an album. So like, it's you still have that collection of songs, but I'm basically double dipping on the popularity because maybe come... January 2019, he's putting out an album that has God's Plan on it. And God's Plan now has this whole second life a year yeah. later. It's, it's actually it, fucking genius if that's what he does. It is, and he's already kind of set the standard for that. Like, if you think about Hotline Bling and yeah. how that ends up on, on views. Uh, yeah. And then you look at, like, Migos with, like, you know... Bad or, Bougie or, right. or Cardi B with Bodak Yellow. I was going to say, yeah. with Cardi B, I was surprised, naively, right. to have seen Bodak Yellow on there. I was like, oh, that's on this album? Right. Like, wasn't that the song of the year, like, last fucking year? Right. And, it, I mean, I do think that's more and more how it will work. And it's actually, like, almost more interesting to me as a, from a sales perspective and, like, a yeah, marketing perspective. Yeah, yeah, And as a social experiment type of thing. It is. Than it is musically. Like, I can dig a lot of that stuff. I find some of it interesting. And I'll enjoy some. Like, I, there's ten or more Drake songs I love. Oh, yeah. Um, but that guy... This is a bit of a tangent, but what do you think happens to your brain and your perspective on humanity and people mm -hmm. when everything you do just has an instantaneous and massive effect on culture across many subcultures and just dominates like it dominates like entertainment news and social media and it, all you have to do is like the flick of a fucking switch. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a bad song that would dominate more. I think it. <laughs> destroys your perception of reality, probably, it probably and is like really fucking weird. I bet it's very disorienting. Yes. Like, dude, it, it's crazy. Like, um, how immediately, like, you've spoken to this so many times. How much Drake has this ability to dominate the culture with like just a line, and yep. it's 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 already fucking happening yep. with um. Like she asked me, "Do you love?" Yes. me? I told her only pod. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Only, what is it? My mom and my, my, bed. my yeah, yeah. And my yeah. mom, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. dude, I heard that line in CVS the other day. Yeah, and just, dude, I've, I haven't listened to that song since it came out. I just instinctively like sang along, right? With it. right. And so did everyone I was with, right? Right. We all knew it. It's crazy, man. And yeah, I'm sure that does like have an effect on you mentally. Um, I think the ego you need to have is massive and I, think, and I think drake has it but he does it in this cool way where he's still somewhat relatable drake owns that space better than almost anybody yeah man he does he not only owns that space but he like kind of is the best at being famous of that, anyone. that's right that's what i meant is that yeah. like he's the best at oh i thought you meant like his niche of being sort of the um 
the, the sort of sad it's boy rapper. Well, it's both. Thing. It's like he's it able to do it, but he's also able to handle it and keep doing it. That's and, what I meant. And yeah. like pretty much everyone thinks Drake is cool. They do. Everyone's and, like, yeah, I like Drake. And pretty interesting. And like you, even if you're not a big fan, like no. even even the difference between you and me. On Drake, right. where you're pretty much a big fan, yeah. and I like a lot of his songs, never listen to full albums, and when I do, I'm like, yeah, it's right, good. Right, right, right. Like, we may as well be the same level of fan. <laughs> I know, seriously. Because he yeah. really, like, has influenced our lives just as much. Exactly. Because he's exactly. This, just this... Drake, he's just he's, this idea. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He's, like, he's a fucking brand, yeah. He's exactly. a brand. He's like a Jordan, so, Jordan brand. It's true. It's true, and he has Jordan brand, like, OVO sneakers. So. And he's got the look. He's yeah. got the look he's down. He's cool. He's a good-looking guy. Like, he's you got know. the beard. Yep. He's, like, running center court yep. with the Raptors. With the Raptors, yeah, dude. Like, he's... Yeah, Drake Drake is cool. Yeah, man. Like, almost too cool, probably. But speaking of this um, kind of release, Jake, I think a lot of that is influenced by... Streaming platforms, yep. and if you can get the streams and you can get that, you're going to make money, you're going to be popular, you're going to be front and center, all eyes are going to be on you. And this leads us, Jake, to our next segment, Buy or Sell. So the news came out this week that Spotify is rolling out premium subscription-only album releases tomorrow. So April 13th will be the first time that this is happening. This was announced a while ago, but this is the first time where this is actually going to be happening. So I have clarifying questions. Yeah. Does this is this for selected albums? Only? Selected albums. Okay. I think the only one this is applying to tomorrow is like Jason Aldean or something like that. Okay. So like I don't care. So about I'm glad this. I have platinum. <laughs> right, exactly. Or premium. Premium. So it is only certain albums and I think after maybe a week or two, it like it gets released to non-premium people. Yeah. I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, so it's a little. That makes bit, sense. That sounds like it's what a I little expect. bit like what Drake and Taylor Swift would do in the past, where it's like it was exclusive on this platform, and then we're releasing it to everybody. So I'm gonna ask you, Jake, are you buy or sell being this a good thing for the platform, and then buy or sell this being a good thing for the artist, which are which I think is really more important. Um, so a couple thoughts. One, it because I have premium, it matters. No, it doesn't. It, yeah. it doesn't affect me, right. which feels great right now. Yes. I feel safe. Yes, I'm up yes. in an ivory yes. tower. Like I'm yep. safe. I'm like I don't even have to worry about right. this. Doesn't matter. Um, I think that for artists, it is potentially. I think it could be kind of a bad thing. Like I, I can't imagine. Like, it'll help Spotify more than it'll help artists, I think. Because I'm, I'm selling that take, and the reason for it is if there's someone out there who's like, oh, I'm a big Father John Misty fan. Yeah, yeah. I listen to all this stuff, but I never thought to go out and buy an album. I just wait for it to be on Spotify, and I listen to it there. They're that kind of music fan, which I think is a lot of music fans. Like, they like artists. Yeah. They don't buy. They're just like, I'm going to rely on being able to stream it. And they're like, well... Shit, like if I have to wait two, three weeks, like maybe I'll just go buy the album. Or like maybe I'll get like a digital download. Or maybe I actually will just get the premium subscription. Do you mean outside of Spotify? Yeah. Because that option's always been there. Right, but I have been someone who does this where it's like, I really like this artist. I probably should be supporting them, but it's so easy to just stream it on Spotify. I'm just going to do that. The thing is, though, dude, for the artists who are going to actually do this shit, who are going to pull this, it's not going to be the artists big. who you're is right. going to make a dent right. in the, in their bottom line, <laughs> you're right. anyways. You're right. Like you're not going to see 
Hopalong putting You're out right. their, ooh, like premium. Because they're like, we need every fucking stream and like ear that we can get. You need listens. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so again, I, I just think that it, I don't think it really shifts the dynamics all that much because it's really the tail of the tape for streaming services has been the rich get richer. Yep. The poor stay where they're at. Yep. And like it, it there, this is just yet another gating thing that helps yep. the people who like feel like they will like, cause dude, like if you're just a struggling artist or a mid tier artist, you do this and it's like, yeah, maybe your devoted fans go subscribe to Spotify for this. Does that, it's putting money in Spotify's pocket. Yeah. And it doesn't even help yeah. you necessarily that's that true. much because all that Because they were gonna listen anyways. Right? Yeah. All that does is That's true. I'm selling this. It's a big sell for me. All that does yeah. is gate listens for you. You're right. If you're fucking Jason Aldean, yeah. like dude, you're, you're, Target's gonna sell more yeah. copies than this. True. And like people are just gonna listen anyways. And it, it, like most fans of someone like Jason Aldean are waiting for the for just waiting for it to come out on free Spotify. Yeah, you're right. Like, like you're right. It, I just feel like it doesn't make that much of a dent. It, you're right. This is a big time. It helps Spotify more than anybody. And of course, Spotify just went public, so the, you know, fuck Spotify, fuck all these big streaming services. And like, dude. I'm not gonna ditch Spotify. No, I'm not either. But, but the but... thing that they actually have done with this that's really fucked is they've co-opted the album sale. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. doing yeah. is is that by doing this is they're char they're charging people for this person's album. <laughs> right. That's really what happens. It's mostly going to them. That's the implication. That's so fucked up. That's yeah. the implication, and understood that you get the whole other service then. Yeah. But if what they're implying is, hey, if you really really want the new fucking whatever Kanye West album, yep. or the new Cardi B album, or the new Drake mixtape, if you want that ASAP. Then you well yeah sure you can go buy it for thirteen bucks right on at Target or you can go buy it for on Amazon. Why not just spend ten bucks a month, fifteen, and buy a family plan? Yeah. You get all the music and yeah. you, but you're not supporting the artist anymore. No, you're not because they're still only getting paid like one cent or less than one cent per stream. So Which whether you're premium or not. So yeah. you're right. This is just lining the pockets of Spotify. And you know what? It's actually like a genius move by them. They're like, we spent all this time building up our platform, building up our service, and like getting all these people to rely on it. And they're like, now we can trap you with this, where it's like you are basically forced to pay us or we're going to withhold content. And they're like, what are you going to do? Go buy a fucking CD? No, you're not. No, you're right. going to keep listening. You're going to keep using our service because it's ingrained in your life now. You're going to probably play for, pay for the platform. And I feel yep. like at this point... Spotify has kind of won the... They've won, right? I think, I think so. Yeah, they have way more users than Apple Music does. And Tidal is a fucking footnote. Tidal... Excuse me. Just spit all over my microphone. We're passionate about this. T Tidal has sort of flopped, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has. Like, and I, I actually, like, never liked the service. No, no. The only good thing was I was like, oh, back when the streaming wars were still kind of like going on. I was like, they have like exclusive stuff. Right. Well, right. But I never but liked... that like doesn't matter anymore because artists wisened up. They're like, oh, I need to reach as many people as possible. Doing this exclusive shit doesn't play. Well, with title, I never liked the, um, the I, interface. I never liked the interface. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't it like it It was kind of clunky. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spotify runs, spins like a fucking top. It does. It does. It's it does. a well-oiled machine. It's like true. it's clear how much how much they true. have resources. There I know now. it is. It's true. But this, I think, this is just more of the same. It's like you said, like that exclusive shit didn't work. I. It, it is. It it's the new version of that that probably won't. It's like I think it's a gimmick. I so we're both selling this. 
I'm selling it. We're both selling I'm, it. But, but like from whose perspective? I guess all perspectives? Yeah, sort of like I'm not rooting for Spotify to make more money. They can fuck off. Well, it's like, dude, they're making money off free Spotify anyways. Right. By selling ads. Exactly. They just, they, dude, exactly. It's, it's six in, in one and a half a dozen yeah, yeah, in the true. other. Absolutely They're going to get their fucking... They're going to get theirs first. They are. Absolutely they are. Absolutely. Dude, we just saw, we cracked we the did, code. Yeah, we did. We're woke to Spotify. Uh, let's wrap up, Jake, with release radar. To be honest with you, I, I looked at new releases. I looked at Metacritic. I looked at like lists of what's coming out. I didn't see anything that was very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, we did get a couple new Pitchfork Best New Musics this week that I did it's not three get straight. That I did not get the chance to listen to. One of this. One of them is this Kaylee. Uh, Uchis. Uchis. album. Isolation. Oh, Uchis. Okay. It's kind of like this uh, R and B rap kind of thing i've heard the song after the storm features tyler the creator which was pretty good so i think i'm gonna check that out then this other one saba care for me i have heard a song or two from that as well and and it was good i think it revolves around like his brother getting killed or something like that that he was very close to so a couple new best new musics to check out but other than that jake i didn't have anything on the the radar the only thing i have <laughs> on the radar on the, on the old radar i uh the, the, it, so we did the over-unders at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. and one of the ones we've done the last few years is how many Best New Musics will Pitchfork Award. Yeah. Um, last year, I think I won big with unders, whatever it was. You 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 just won with the under, yeah. But I won both of them, and like yeah. it was it it was actually they were two of my many wins. Yeah. This year I took overs and we set the lines higher and it's looking like not good right. because we, th dude, from January to March was a dearth of just zero best new music. It was it may as well like up until this week, dude, we had less than ten. We were out in the wilderness with we, best new music. We got like four or five in the last two weeks, yeah, which is big. Just and picking like, up speed. I'm still the easy favorite to lose. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. I mean, it's still relatively early, and you know that May is a huge month. Yeah. September will be a huge month. So, so far, if, though, if it gets to be like mid to late summer and we're still very low, I'll be feeling good. Yeah, so point. far, the prognosticators, in this case, you, yep. who said that you thought it was going to be a down year based on you, you were right. And it was a shrewd, so it was a shrewd yeah, uh, so look, shrewd bet. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the year. We but, sure will. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Mike, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit, Sean, about um, Facebook. Yeah, and, Facebook and, hearings. And, and this whole debacle. So th this is my major point. I, I, like, obviously what they're doing is fucked. What Facebook has done is pretty fucked. And, like, Zuckerberg is kind of like an inhuman sort of evil person. Yeah, robot alien. Here, here's the thing that I – it's actually really, really cool. Like, this feels like a moment, and it's actually really interesting – that we this is like a defining thing of our young life and this like is it's, history in the making right here. it is it like i know everything is right but i had this thought when i was listening to the bill simmons podcast earlier and he was talking about this i was like wow this is a defining the the facebook as a social network the idea of social networks in general which facebook didn't invent but pioneered and they're the biggest one and innovated yep. and made bigger and like yep. really explored the full potential of what a social network could be and this guy Zuckerberg, who 
it's always been like a is he isn't he with like super villain or great guy right and it's like I still feel kind of split but, yeah but it's 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 fascinating to me that like we will look back at this and remember like oh yeah remember when like Facebook was exposed to be basically bad right right or or however this and, goes and he was in front of the Senate and House getting grilled so first and of all water like 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 he's never tasted it before like and that. say senator. Senator, no, no, we have not done that, Senator. Congresswoman, in fact, we (laughs) do allow for, like, sharing all your data to me. Okay, two points about that. One, the senators were so fucking dumb. Yeah, they fucked up. They dropped the ball. They had no clue, like, what Facebook was, what it does. There was one guy, I think it might have been Lindsey Graham. It was, like, cute how little they knew. idiot. He was like, now, now, can you guys see... What I'm texting on my Android device and and Zuckerberg Senator no no Senator well it's like dude it, 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 because the questions they were asking were so not pointed and so off the fucking mark they may as well have been softball questions they were the house fucking grilled him yesterday true I heard they that were like the daily give day. me a yes or no answer yeah. and he's like this is a little more complicated honestly. It's not like he should probably they they put they boxed him in there. He probably should have just been like, no, like we won't like do that or yes we will. But like they put him in a tough fucking spot. And it's really interesting to me to think about how like how much he is spinning or how Facebook spins, for example, like oh targeted ads. That's so because like the users want ads that are relevant to them. And it's like, dude. You know that that's because that's how you make the most fucking money. Yes. And that companies want to target customers. Right. Like, dude, don't sell us shit and call it fucking Shinola. And and also, I'm sure in their tests that they've done, when they ask people, would you prefer this random ad we're giving you or one that's suited to your interest? Of course, they're going to be like, well, if I have to have ads... I guess I'd want the one that's more, like, right. targeted towards me. No one wants fucking ads, dude. Well, it's like, I don't really give a fuck about ads as long as they don't disrupt my experience entirely. But it's just like, come on, dude. Like, don't beat around the bush. Right. Like, why not? People are, well, not everyone, but a lot not of people are pretty fucking smart. Right. And they can take the answer, like, this is our business model. Right. That's how companies, like, they right. want access to our users. That's not that offensive to me on right. its face. It's not. And don't. Get up there and be like, we're just trying to connect people. It's like, okay, yeah, but you're also v- like one of the biggest tech companies in the world and you don't get that way by yeah. by being this altruistic organization, you know? There, like, there's some bodies buried in fucking Silicon Valley from Facebook. There are. Like, but, dude, I was thinking so much about how this is, will have been a really interesting thing to have lived through. And, like, like when I think about in our, like, early formative years before we really knew what was going on, we were really young – and we like I see clips from those years, like like the Clinton. He's, I did not yeah. have sexual relations with that woman right. or any of that stuff from like the nineties. Right. Like this is stuff that we will have full context oh, for. We'll have yeah. lived through enough. Like, dude, it's so interesting too to think about the fact that like the Social Network that movie's almost a decade old. I know. Facebook has mutated and grown, and and expanded its scope and reach so much since then. How interesting... It was already considered a monolith. Yeah, it is. It was. Um, How interesting is that line from... Who's like the girl? It's Rooney Mara, but I forget what her her character's name is. Um, I can't remember her name either. Lizbeth Salander. Right. But she said something on lines of of like, people aren't going to like you, but not because you're a nerd. It's because you're an asshole. Yeah. And it's kind of like... 
Zuckerberg has towed that line between being like robotic asshole weirdo guy and being like this like genius visionary. Yeah. And I I don't quite know. I'm leaning more towards like maybe bad guy, like yeah. not feeling psychopath, but it also is like it doesn't help that Facebook is like decidedly uncool now too. Mm, yep. 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 And and like people like I still have one. Yeah, I know you pulled the the trigger and deleted yours. Um but it's like it's it's fucking lame, dude. And like yeah. you're on there and you scroll through and for the most part it's it's fucking boring shit. Yeah. Like and it's it, stupid. It's people who like from high school or college who I'm not really that interested in following up on. Right. Posting stuff that kind of like just bothers me or makes me it feel makes bad. Makes you for them. unhappy. Right. It truly makes you unhappy. It and does, it's like spend yeah. that time like learning about something else. Like that's what I that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've actually been as I mean, like, I still have all my social network accounts. I've been as not plugged in as ever. That's good. Just in terms of, like, I look at Twitter. I, dude, I can't. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I scrolled through my entire Twitter feed. Yeah, or, yeah, which yeah, I know yeah. you can't do because it's infinite. Right. But, like, the last time I scrolled for even more than five minutes. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Instagram I, is the one I'll get sucked into the most. I'm still sucked into both of them. Twitter is basically like a big news source for me. Yeah, so, which it makes sense. It's yeah. a good place to get that stuff. Yeah. Um, I just sometimes don't have the energy. It is, it, it is like a commitment to be like, all right, like, yeah. it's been hours. Like, let's check it out again, you know? And sometimes it's, it's got like, me by the balls, though. Yeah. I, I think for me, Instagram, I've curated a really nice yep. little list of follows there. Um, yeah, man, but it, it, it's so interesting to think about how, from a communication standpoint, like this was a true revolution. Mm. This like truly changed, like it's like, it was kind of a, this is an interesting question. Like the internet was a revolution, yeah. right? Social media is its own, like sort of, it's oh, yeah. sort of so, subsumed by the internet, yeah. but w- which is actually bigger? Um, I, I, guess I the think internet. it has to be the internet, but that is, you, you touch upon something that is actually like written about and accepted as like different stages or waves of the internet like the social internet like basically. 1.0 2.0 I believe social is like 3.0 okay what's uh, 2.0 then, um I think it's like websites that were like actually like yeah you could like navigate and do stuff on and in then, a way that was intuitive and not yeah and then I think 4.0 and beyond is kind of like the personalized internet where it's like uh. You already are starting to see that with targeted ads and things like that. Um, but, yeah, that's essentially – and, like, the mobile internet as well. It's really interesting, too, to think about how much just using the internet has changed mm. in our life. Like, I don't – it's it's funny because it happens gradually. But I don't use it the same way even – not even close to how no, I used to. No, and I think – Like, I don't go to websites. That, I was going to bring that up. I, I forget. I was listening to a podcast. It might have been Simmons. might have been something else. But – they were talking about how no one actually goes to websites anymore. It's all curated by social. And you're only going to a website to read an article you see on social. So it's like Social gotta, and search engines. Yeah, exactly. And which are fucking connected. They're in right. each other's fucking pockets oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, they've yeah, all yeah. they know where their bread is yep. buttered. Yep. But like you can have a website or a blog on on the internet. You have a website. It'll just die there. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like a withered fucking it may as well not be no, there. It's true. It's because it's, it's the in, dude, thinking about how expansive the internet is is crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like the universe. It's like constantly expanding. It's yeah. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this thing that's like not tangible. Right. And still like if you really press someone, it doesn't totally <laughs> make sense. can't tell you how it works. Yeah. It doesn't totally yes. make sense. I know. Neither. Like honestly, like I'm even further back. Like for me, even like fucking a phone doesn't totally make <laughs> no, sense it, to No, me. it doesn't. Like, okay, so you're going to tell me that I'm here 
and I can talk in real time with someone who's like thousands of miles How? away. It doesn't re- make any I, sense. I couldn't explain to you exactly how that works. Like, I understand that it's being carried, but it's like the the sheer distance of it still doesn't even add yeah. up to me. I, no, I know, I know. I know that that sounds really, really stupid. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's just like from a sniff test perspective of like, yeah, this doesn't add up. I know. I know. No, I'm with you. Uh, piggybacking off this uh, historical context conversation, I saw a stat on Twitter today that I think it was like up to 40% of people couldn't tell you what Auschwitz is or was. And these are, this has nothing to do with deniers. This is no, like no, people it's just who people just who just don't know. It's, really? it's Yeah, they're like, uh, they, they can't tell you like what it is. That's interesting. That's like kind of like those Jay Leno interviews when he goes out and yeah. he's like, hey. Uh, Dude, that shit's dangerous if you can't yeah. like to not know that. That's very dangerous. It is. It makes you, what percentage did you say it was? It was like 40, I think. It could have been higher. Of like the American population? Yeah, or the, the people, so. probably the people interviewed? Yeah, people surveyed. That's but cr- extrapolated would be, I think, like 40%. That's cr- I mean, I can understand if it's like people who don't know like what Treblinka is or something. Right, but like... But Auschwitz is like the, the standard the bearer one. Yeah, of exactly. concentration camps. Yeah. It's like the famous name. I've been watching... Better um, Dachau. Oliver Stone's uh, The Untold History of the United States That dude's a little bit of a conspiracy guy, right? Um, like a little bit? I can't quite tell. I think he's doing a pretty good, balanced job of... Telling the story of U.S. history, yeah, not in like a glowing light of the U.S. at all times, uh, which I really appreciate and respect. So I started yeah. with World War II. It's important. I'm like just getting into uh, dropping the atomic bomb. There's something about everything surrounding the dropping of the atomic bomb that fucking fascinates and scares me. I would love to see that because I'm in the same boat and. It still doesn't seem real to me that we could have done that. I know. It's it's really crazy. I know. When you think about the sheer devastation, it's like... Dude, we didn't have to do it either. Like, Japan was gonna surrender. I thought, and this is what we've discussed. You actually told me this, but this is years ago, probably before you learned yeah. more information from sealed documents. Right, right, um, right. That um, that there was gonna be, like, total war oh, in there, Japan. And, like, if, millions If we decided die. to invade. Because right. the whole argument, basically, and, I, and Josh... We will discuss if this is off base, but according to this documentary, the U.S. didn't want; they wanted no terms for surrender. Um, Japan wanted to keep their emperor in place because they he was essentially like a god to them. So to have their emperor removed or executed or whatever would have been they they wouldn't have accepted it. Right. So if we were to accept that as their surrender terms, the war would have probably just been over. But we wanted. No, basically, unconditional surrender. And so <laughs> the course. options for that were we invade or we drop the bomb. And if we had just kind of may- maybe been a little more diplomatic and waited and we're like, all right, you know what? Keep your emperor. Fine. We'll save a lot of lives. Then we really didn't need to. Because Japan was already starting to feel out like, can we surrender? Because you had the Soviet Union who was coming in. And then you had the U.S. who were, who were coming. Like, they knew they were going to be fucked either way. Can you imagine the fear associated with surrendering in a war? No. Like, that's actually an interesting thing is, like, I always... We have such an American-centric perspective. Right. Where, I mean, obviously, the, the, like, the Axis powers were doing truly evil shit. Right. But so was Stalin, who was on our side. 
Yeah. And so were we kind of in oh, yeah. a lot of cases. I mean, dude, we dropped two atomic bombs. <laughs> and killed countless innocents. <laughs> True. And like kept Jap- like, uh, Japanese Americans in internment It's like camps. actually, yeah. That shit is like unacceptable. It's crazy. Um, either way, we have grown up with the perspective of like, oh, the surrender is this great thing. And it obviously, like it is. It is but it's right. like, can you imagine being... A member of that country and like how scared you are that like your government has crumbled yep. you've lost this massive war all your allies are fucking falling by the yep. wayside America's at the door you will either be killed by nuclear annihilation or invasion yep and take over terrifying and you're like the only other option is surrender and who knows right. how peaceable that will even <laughs> right. be right. because right. like it's you know You'd be lucky if it's a country who just lets you surrender right. and like keep t- take your fucking lumps and, wa- and exactly and, and go tail between your legs right. back to your country. Some countries, like dude, if we surrendered to Germany, like do this shit, we would have been fucking put in camps. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. And killed as prisoners. I know. Like, they just would have kept wiping people yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. I know. So it's a very worthwhile documentary to watch. Puts new things in perspective. Um, but yeah. Our country's crazy. Dude, like, the world the is fucked. crazy. Life is crazy. Yeah. Existence is crazy. Yeah, it is. It just isn't. It, like, doesn't... So much of it doesn't make sense. No wonder we numb ourselves with all sorts of things and don't want to pay attention. Or, like, want to remember what Auschwitz is. Right, dude. Like, who Like who would want to know about that? Right. I guess I do. I do, because it's, it's important. important. It's really important. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It... Let's talk about some music. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna own up at the beginning that I don't have great taste. No, that's fine. That's and I fine. think that I we've been talking more and more about how we don't have like you you will have takes, but I yeah like how it's gonna take time yeah. for these to develop. Senator, Sen- Senator, oh no, Senator, dude. Okay, I'm last, rehearsed. Last thing, they should whoever the fuck rehearsed him and coached him up should have told him, all right, Mark. Yes, it's good to address okay. them yes. by their title. Yes. You don't need to do it every no, single I, I agree. fucking I time. Agree. Because it sounds, first of all, rehearsed badly. <laughs> yes. Robotic. Yes. And like fucking, it, it makes you, th- dude, it it sounds so, um, what's the word? Pa- uh, patro- patronizing. Yeah, it does. It yeah, sounds patronizing because yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, okay, like. Oh, Senator. Yeah. Congresswoman. <laughs> right, right. Congresswoman. We did not do that. Congresswoman. You know what I think part of it was too? Because I was wondering, I was like, why does he keep doing that? Like, he must know how fucking stupid that sounds. He's a smart guy. But then I was like, he's probably using this as a preamble to gather his thoughts a little bit. It's like when we're like when we would be on the phone at work and be like and, and we just say like shit where we're talking, but it doesn't actually mean anything. And yet. something else we have to consider and talk through is, and then that allows you to to actually like think of what you're saying. Dude, I've said so much meaningless fucking yeah, bullshit yeah. filler. Right, that's kind of what he was doing. Yeah, it but, was what he was doing. Yeah. All right, let's dive in here. Okay, let's dive let's in. Let's do it. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> 